everyone, so I just finished reading the amazing autobiography by Arnold Schwarzenegger called Total Recall, The Unbelievably True Story of My Life. Or actually, is it is it The Unbelievably True Story of My Life or My Unbelievably True Life Story? Well, either way, it was a fantastic autobiography. Um, it's definitely a long book. Uh, I do recommend, this is actually what I prefer to do, is uh, for autobiographies, it's sometimes better to listen to them on audiobook, mainly because uh, there's a lot of details in autobiographies. It's not like your typical nonfiction book or business book where you can kind of skim around. Um, it's better enjoyed when you go through the stories because, of course, you know, like most wisdom, you really have to earn it. You have to work for it. And so uh, listening to it on audiobook is fantastic. Arnold Schwarzenegger actually narrates the first couple of chapters um, so I would listen to it usually on my walks, um, sometimes in the morning when I'm doing my push-ups. Um, but there are a few key lessons I want to share out of that book that I really, really enjoyed. Um, and here, here are the lessons. So the first is starting, start early. Start early before everyone else does. So if you can get up if a couple of hours before anyone else. Um, so for example, for me, I, I aim to get up at 5 a.m. instead of 7 a.m., you, you get a huge advantage on other people. Um, for Arnold, uh, he talked about his uh, his role model, Reg Park, and he said that Reg would wake him up at 5 o'clock every morning, and by 5.30, they'd be at the gym working out. Um, he never even got up that hour, but now he learned the advantage of training early before the day starts when there's no other responsibilities and nobody else is asking you for anything. So early morning hours... Uh, you're responsible only for yourself. This is what I found to be very valuable in the last couple of years because I noticed some of the most successful people that I knew and mentors of mine, they all woke up at 4 a.m., 5 a.m. And to make this easier, again, you know, you should not lose sleep just to wake up at 5 a.m., you know, especially if you're a young person under the age, I'd say if you're in your 20s and 30s, you know, you need a solid seven, eight hours of sleep. So what I realized is that in the evening time, I was really not doing that much. I'd, I'd be kind of poking around. Maybe I'd watch a little TV, you know, flip around a few books. And so I realized that I was better off going to bed early in the evening than to be staying up late and, you know, wasting time and energy. So uh, I recommend, you know, at least this is what I'm not a medical doctor. Um, so I, uh, this is what I do. This is what what I do, you should not take medical advice from someone who's not a doctor. But what I usually do is I take some melatonin in the evening. Um, and that way it helps me go to bed early. So I'll go to bed around 9, 30, 10 o'clock, and then I wake up 5 a.m. ready to go. And, of course, if you think about it, you know, at least for me, from 5 to about 8 o'clock, uh, it's just me time. I focus on myself. So I do my meditation, my working out, my reading. And if you just do that Monday through Friday, right, and let's just say you're able to get two hours every morning before you go to work. Right, so two hours Monday through Friday. Let's pull out the calculator. So that's two hours a day times five times a week. That's ten hours a week times four. That is forty hours a month times twelve. That's four hundred and eighty hours a year. And if you take four hundred and eighty and divide that by twenty-four hours, right, twenty-four hours in a day, you get twenty days. So think of it like that. That just by going to bed early and waking up early. And getting two hours where you're every day, Monday through Friday, you are just focused on one specific task, for example, you, you will have 20 full days that you just gained. That's, that's how you start using time as a weapon. 
Um, the next thing I learned from his book was that, you know, human achievement is really, it's, it's unlimited. You know, we have these very limiting b- beliefs where we doubt ourselves based on our assumptions and what others tell us. And most of the time, it really is just in your head. You know, I've told this many times that reality is a lot more subjective than you realize. And many times that uh, the obstacles that we perceive are really just in our head. Um, and one example of this is with Arnold's legs. Arnold had very weak uh, looking legs early on, believe it or not. And he said that he would have to work his way up to 300 pounds of weight in calf races and beyond any other bodybuilder. He knew no one else could do more than that. He thought that that must be, you know, the limit of human achievement. And so when he saw Reg Park doing calf races with a thousand pounds, he realized that that limit was just in his mind right? And the limit that he thought existed was purely psychological, and it showed him the power of mind over body. And if you think about it, I mean, look, before the three-minute mile, nobody could run it. The moment the three-minute mile was broken, I think 10 or 11 people that year broke the three-minute mile, right? And that's the interesting thing about when records are broken is that they don't often last very long before someone else comes around and, and, uh, and, and, and beats it. You know, and so... If, as long as I would say the laws of physics allow it, then it's possible. You know, remember that uh, as you consider whether a limit or obstacle is real, it's very likely it's just mental and it's all in your head. And I think a big key is, is you know, visualization. You know, the book by Dr. Maxwell Maltz, Psycho-Cybernetics, which is a very fancy word for just saying, uh, you know, very deep visualizations, when you're able to visualize uh, you yourself achieving these goals and these dreams, and not just thinking about it, I mean, really visualizing, putting, you know, attaching positive emotions from the past into the future, and more importantly, taking action towards them, you will achieve it. For Arnold, you know, everything that he put his mind to, coming to America, becoming six-time, you know, Mr. Olympia, acting, you know, he, he deeply, deeply visualized it. He did not see the obstacles. He only saw that final end goal. Um, another thing was focusing on flaws. Now, for Arnold, he said that, you know, what's important in life is for you to know your strengths and weaknesses to be successful. And to, in order to do that, to be truly successful, we have to be brutal with ourselves and know our flaws. And so... Um, with with him, uh, you know, he felt that it, it was human nature to work on the things that we're good at, right? And to be successful, though, you have to be brutal with yourself and focus on these flaws. And that's when your eye and your honesty and your ability to listen to others come in, right? Uh, in the world of bodybuilding, uh, he felt that those uh, who were blind themselves and deaf to others usually are the ones to fall behind. And so for, for Arnold, let's go back to his calves. You know, his calves were very um, flawed. So he, he saw that with his eye, right? He was honest about it. And then his ability to listen to others came in when he looked to Reg Park for advice. And Reg gave him the advice. He listened to it and took action on it. And, and Arnold even exposed his flaws publicly by wearing shorts, you know, so people can see his calves. And he worked on it so hard. It got to a point that some people thought that he had surgery done because his calves were so huge. But in fact, it's because he focused on the flaws to, to perfect it and improve it. Um, another thing, uh, you know, disciplined place, disciplined life. Now, Arnold's father um, was very, very uh, hard on him and his brother growing up. And 
he he felt that discipline was a strategy to freedom and even for breakfast uh he would make arnold and his brother do push-ups before they earned the right to eat um you know if we think about discipline in a variety of ways you know that one famous admiral who talked who wrote a book uh, and gave that speech about making your bed every morning why is that well if you're a single person you live alone if you have the discipline every morning, no matter what's going on in your life, to sit and make your bed, right, then you have the discipline to do a lot of things. And it's that old saying, if you win the morning, you win the day. So you start your day off by doing that, you know, and you can do this in a variety of ways. For me, um, for over four years now, every morning I, I meditate. I do five to ten minutes of meditation. I have a tracker. Uh, I've never broken the chain. Uh, the other thing that I do is for the last, I think, two and a half, maybe three years now, I've kind of lost count. Every morning, even when I'm sick, I've made sure to do 100 push-ups every single morning. Even if they were terrible, uh, weak push-ups, I make sure to do it, right? And that discipline is what makes me feel confident in myself in being disciplined in other things. Um, you know, I think the most important thing is that when it comes to discipline, you you establish it as a habit, Right. And if you work on those habits, the, the habits, you know, slowly become part of who you are and those habits make you, right? You know, and, and I think there's an old saying that, you know, the way you do anything is really the way you end up doing everything. Uh, another uh, great lesson from the book that I got is be the one, be the one. And what that means is be the one person that everyone wants to be that everyone wants to invest in. Like when you walk into a room, everybody's just looking at you in awe. And it doesn't have to be, you know, from a bodybuilding standpoint, you can achieve that from a great attitude, from your work, right? And it's 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 a, it's a principle of living and a way to really look at life, which is when I enter a room, I'm going to be the one, I'm gonna be the person that everyone is gonna to want to invest in. And Arnold made sure to be that person, so of course, uh, Joe Weider, founder of Gold's Gym, saw Arnold and realized that and said, I'm, I'm going to invest in this guy. Now, the next thing that Arnold really focused on was allowing your dreams to really drive the details. Now, his thinking was when it comes to achieving big dreams, it was very simple. You have to write down the very specific intentions and then you'll figure out how to get there. So he always wrote down his goals and he had to make it very, very specific so that all those little fine details and intentions weren't just floating around. He, he would take out index cards and write down that he was going to, for example, uh, and this is early on, he was going to get 12 more units in college. Uh, earn some money, you know, uh, and, and save, work out a certain amount of times a day, gain seven pounds of solid muscle. Um, and it wasn't necessarily he was writing, whoops, this hit my water bottle. It wasn't necessarily that he was writing down uh, daily to-do lists. It's that he wrote it down once so that he can build a, a picture, a very clear picture of what that looked like. Think about painting a great painting, right? You want to map it all out, paint that painting ahead of time so that every day instead of writing a to-do list down, you, you visualize and focus on what that looks like and what you have to achieve to get there. Another one which I really love is you got to shun the non-believers, ignore the naysayers and the, and, and the people who are going to call cause problems and look to solving problems. So after he actually bought his first investment in an apartment building uh, when everyone else was buying houses, he was confronted by a lot of people who were essentially naysayers. They just just people just who are going to talk shit and put you down. And 
you know, seeing him pull off this $200,000 plus dollar deal left one of his uh, friends, uh, Artie, in, in a lot of shock. And for days afterwards, Artie kept asking him how he had the balls to do it. And he just couldn't understand because he never wanted any risk in his life. Problems were the only thing that he could see, right? And for Arnold, he laughed at this and he said, you know, don't, don't tell me any more of this information. I, you know, I, I, I always like to wander and, you know, wander in like a puppy. I walk into a problem and then figure out what the problem really is. I just don't want to hear about it ahead of time. And, and this was a very subtle, but yet I would say it's a very sophisticated thought because everyone likes to tell us what the problem is, including whether it's your customers, your family, but figuring out what the problem really is and then solving it is, is how you truly help people and provide value and more importantly, provide value to yourself, right? So if you're having a problem at work, let's say you're going in and you're having issues with your boss, is it really the, bro the boss that's your problem? Maybe it's you. Maybe it's the environment. Maybe you have to leave that job and get a different one, right? And I think that the digger, the, the deeper you dig into, into problems and the more you ask why, the easier and faster you will get to the core and the essence of what it is that the issue is. A couple more lessons I learned from him. Um, staying hungry. I literally stay hungry. I mean, Arnold had an absolutely insatiable drive for success. And when he was being screened uh, to be the lead bodybuilder in a movie, um, and I believe the movie was, uh, <laughs> funny enough, Stay Hungry with Jeff Bridges, you know, he had to lose 30 pounds, which meant that he technically had to retire from competition after 12 very successful years in it. But he decided again, and this is a risk, he's like, this was his big next move. And he liked the idea of staying very hungry in life and never just staying in one place because, you know, as the old saying goes, you know, the machine never rusts from work, it rusts from, from complacency, right? And when he was 10 years old, he wanted to be good enough at something to be recognized in the world. And now that he was good enough at something, he wanted to do that again in something else and even bigger than before. And that explains a lot if you think about the fact that he went from being in Austria to coming to America, being a bodybuilder, then deciding he's going to be an actor, he's told he couldn't. Then he went on to become the governor of the largest state in the in in the in the in, in America, and he decided he wanted to marry Kennedy. So it just it just never ends, right? Um, and so the big takeaway is you, you got to avoid complacency. You know, the second that you start to feel very comfortable is the second that you need to start changing things up. You need to make things harder. You need to make things more, you need to become more disciplined and you need to look for areas to grow. And more importantly, and I try to do this myself as a professional, is how many times a week are you doing something where you, you absolutely fail, like publicly humiliated and fail, whether it's writing an article, doing a video. This is the reason why I do my weekly book reviews. And I've been doing this for two years straight because every week, I'm I'm on I'm on the spotlight and I gotta I gotta figure out something unique and valuable to do and not all of them are great and even that um, I I've had to find ways to push myself to to get better at it right because at some point when I started to feel comfortable doing it I I figured that you know what I'm not growing so I need to find some new ways to uh, to improve upon the craft and the last thing I would say uh, that I got out of the book is be outrageous right? Be outrageous. And the reason why, you know, Arnold says being outrageous was his way to succeed. And 
essentially put, I mean, it's, it's, it's finding a way to stand out and doing it in your own way, you know, and be, be different, but not necessarily just for the sake of being different because you have a unique way of doing things that help you stand out, but being different in a way that is worth making a remark about, right? That's remarkable. And one way, um, for example, a small way that Arnold stood out was he would turn down any acting job that wasn't a lead role. So when he was trying to be an actor, right, anything that wasn't a lead role, he turned it down. He turned it down. And he his thing was he said he he was bo- he felt that he was born to be a lead man. He he had to be on the posters. He had to be the one carrying the movie. And of course, he realized that you know this sounded crazy to everyone except him. But he believed that the only way that he could become a leading man is by treating you know himself like a leading man and just working his ass off. And if you don't believe in yourself. How the hell else is anyone else going to believe in you? And that's a very hard lesson to, to, to take because I think many of us are used to this idea of being humble and working our way up and everything. And I'll tell you that one thing that I learned is that the only person who gets to decide when, when you're ready to level up and start operating at a higher level is you. Not your boss, not your manager, not your parents, not your spouse, nobody. It's just you. So... Um, those are the big takeaways from uh, the book. Again, I, I do recommend for autobiographies uh, to, yeah, buy the book, but listen to it on audiobook because it's a lot easier to get through. They, they, make, um, they make for a great companion when you're going on walks and uh, perhaps in, you know, in the car driving because the stories are long and unlike, let's say, your traditional business books, you don't have to be taking notes about certain frameworks and everything. You're listening for the stories and the value is when those stories have an emotional impact on you. They resonate with you, then the meaning behind it will always stay with you. So I'll, I'll never forget how I felt when I listened to these stories over and over again of Arnold on how he visualized these outrageous goals, these outrageous dreams, and he took action towards them no matter what anybody said. And that was a really uh, uh, big takeaway for me that resonated with me. So... As always, I hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to subscribe to my podcast. Uh, leave uh, a comment if you can, and if anything, please uh, uh, give me give me give me a good rating. You know, rate, give me some five star ratings on on iTunes or Google or Spotify, wherever you're listening to this. It helps my podcast get more discoverable. So, as always, take care, and I'll see you next time. Thank you again for tuning in to this week's episode of The Mind Loom. For questions that you'd like to submit, please email mindloomboom at gmail.com. That's mindloomboom at gmail.com.